0: Welcome to the Cheyenne Vineyard Podcast, bringing you a message of hope for your everyday world. If you'd like to contact us, contact us at info at CheyenneVineyard.com. You can also find out more information about the Cheyenne Vineyard Church at CheyenneVineyard.com. Thank you and enjoy today's podcast.
1: Dealing with the whole court thing and stuff and being a DWI and domestic violence and all that. And his wife got him put back in jail for something. And uh, I'd been talking to him about his identity. And he really didn't know who he was. And I'm like, in the course of talking to him, found out that most of what he did he was doing to please his wife and make his wife happy, and she was his main focus. And he said he used to be close to God, and once he got married and how things have shifted, he's kind of gotten away from God because he's been trying to please his wife and everything he does. Well, he was in jail, and uh, things started coming together for him, and he started realizing through reading the word and everything, and he realized his identity while he was in jail. And while he was in jail, he's, all these guys are coming in, a lot of them have drug addictions and stuff, and he's actually able to lay hands on these guys and command the, the effects of the drugs to disappear, and he's seeing from one day to the next day, guys are completely different and everything. So uh, it's just a matter of, you know, helping people find their identity. That's one of the ways we're a resource, too.
0: Yes. And and that, that is such a huge part of us stepping into our calling, is understanding our identity and getting our thinking turned around to our true identity. Uh when our our thinking is matching who god says we are then then we can just step right into it and that's a, a big part of the game changer study that's and it uh it allows us to take a few giant steps toward true identity because it it's it's not I, our identity isn't an achieved thing and and that is so ingrained in us because that's that's how our culture works. It, everything is achieved. <laughs> you you got to do it. You got to make it happen because uh, <clears throat> that's how things happen. Uh, it's all set up that way, set up on merit and achievement. Uh, God's kingdom is not that way. No, <laughs> it's learning about giving and receiving and and saying yes to invitation that's that's how it works <laughs> and sometimes it just takes a while for us to become convinced that God has really given us what he says he's given us because we think if it's that good then we should have had to earn it and and we and we can't right right children don't <laughs> yeah Well those of us who were here last week Had an assignment To seek the Lord For words to bless Allie and Phyllis So I would love for us To do that Right now Who wants to go first Allie or Phyllis (laughs) <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, if you'll come up and speak into the mic, then we'll get it recorded well. No, you don't have to come up. Just the people who are speaking. Yeah. <laughs> so who wants to go first? Okay. Okay. <laughs> you were on your way, huh? Okay. <laughs> that's part of our calling is stealth
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah it should be good
2: as I've been praying for you there's only two things that I've got which is you are a seer you already know that God is going to increase your gift and you already know that but your part of the participation is to participate because we need your participation don't count yourself as little don't count yourself as unseen <laughs> all you, all you young people, we do need your input, and you need to start stepping up.
3: Okay, this is a good training ground.
0: It's a good word. Mm-hmm.
3: When uh, we first met, Hunter was a little guy, and um, I've watched you in amazement. Being a mother, a wife. mother again and you have always walked in grace and Abby was the happiest baby I could remember her starting when we were at uh, the place down on 4th street she would start to, to cry and boy she would giggle and it was so neat to be able to hear a baby in the background but uh being in a church like this, you don't have <clears throat> you don't have a lot of the things that new mothers need, and for that, I want you to open up with what you need. Uh, we want you fed. <clears throat> we want you fed, and and we want you. Uh, we want to back you up. We want to love on you. And what you have is not an easy job. And sometimes Ali gets lost in the shuffle. So I speak shalom over you, over your children, over your bodies, and the health that you will see because of your faithfulness and your obedience never hesitate to call me you are my daughter and I love you very much and you are an incredible young woman Mm -hmm. and you light up the room and don't you ever forget that
0: that's that's good Billy really good yeah (laughs) yeah when it flows out of love yeah
2: It's no coincidence that it's Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. That was actually kind of set up. (laughs) I see you taking and you cuddling your little kids and just loving on them, but that's what I see the Father doing to you. I see you going deeper into an intimate place with the Lord, and it's going to be really sweet.
0: i'm I'm gonna follow Phyllis because I, I think mine goes right along with that <clears throat> the Lord sees you, and he knows and he understands the the season that you're in. And he's blessed uh, by the mother that you are and uh, he's he's gonna make the most of short periods of time that you have to be with him cause that's all you got (laughs) let's let's be honest Uh, uh, and and I, I think that went right along with with what phyllis is saying he he just uh and and that word shalom uh from billy that's that's the word that that i also had for you is that uh he's he's gonna meet you with shalom in in those little pieces of time that you can have with him
2: fits in too Um, he's wanting you to grow in um, the revelation that his love is better than life Um, it's more excellent more valuable, it's beautiful and delightful and in the midst of the busyness of life develop a lifestyle of looking and listening for his expressions of love
0: You know We're, we're going to get good at this Which is the whole idea
1: <laughs> I guess I'll follow Bev Because mine goes right along with hers um, Love is going to be a big thing for you I mean it already is with your kids and all that But I see God really developing love in you To where you being able to love a complete stranger Or somebody that is basically unlovable by society You're going to have no problem loving them and it's even gonna to be to the point where you're gonna be able to relate to them. Maybe not what they're going through, but because of the love you have, you'll be able to share that the emotions that they're going through.
4: I keep coming up with warfare. And what I think that means is like Graham Cook says, whatever's happening, then you fight by moving in the opposite spirit. And in our culture today, um, it's me first. But you go lower when you love and serve. And that's warfare against the kingdom of darkness. So how you love and serve your family and you know the neighbors and people around you is warfare. You're a woman of great influence. Love is a weapon, definitely.
0: Your your voice in heaven is a lot louder than you think. Who's next? See, the reason that we're doing this, and we're going to keep doing this, <laughs> is I want this to become easy for us all to, to hear the Lord for somebody else and, and to speak those words because this this is what we're going to be doing every day. With, with different people because there's there's a I, I was just hearing this on the news recently there's a, an epidemic of loneliness in, in our con- our country and, and there's there's a desperate need for encouragement uh, and, and people to know that that somebody cares.
5: I think Jay already mentioned um, that the Lord sees you. But the verse that one of the verses that God gave me was Genesis 16:13, where God's talking to <clears throat> Hagar, Sarah's handmaiden, when she's running away from Sarah because she'd been she thought she'd been mistreated. But that's the name that. Hagar referred to the God as, you are the God who sees me. So I think there are times when as a young mother you struggle with, is my life really significant? Is God really aware of what's going on? The, the word would say, You are the God who sees me. That is his name. So he sees everything you go through. And there are a whole list of verses. I'll give these to you to look at later. But the gist of it is don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by like prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So when you have a, a need, Know that God sees it. Know that he cares. And know that he will meet your need. Cast your care upon the Lord because he cares for you. First Peter 5, 7 and Psalm fifty five twenty two says, Cast your burden on the Lord and he shall sustain you. So in those times when life is overwhelming, he shall sustain you.
0: I don't mind singing
2: on the mic, but I don't like to speak. (laughs) So, Ali, the one thing that I got is that God appreciates your patience.
4: You're very patient. You're very loving. And he appreciates that about you.
0: See, this is what it looks like when Paul was writing... And when you come together, let each one have a word, a song, a psalm, a hymn to be given for the encouragement of the body. And I don't know about all of you, but I'm I'm encouraged by all these awesome words that all of you have for Ali. Yeah.
2: So, Ali, as I was praying for you, I just saw you dancing in a field of flowers and I just felt like the Lord was just placing a whole new sense of peace on you as you were carefree in this field of flowers dancing
0: Okay I don't think we're quite done yet are we? Well, okay Phyllis <laughs> It's your turn who, who wants to go first? It's only fair. <laughs>
4: As I was praying for you, um, I got two words, strength, and then later it was sincere. It was more strength, and I want to read a verse to you in Ephesians. <laughs> Ephesians three fourteen through 19. For this season... Excuse me for this reason I bow my knees before Father the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory he may grant you to be strengthened with the power of his spirit in your inner being. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, May have strength to comprehend with all the saints What is the breadth and length and height and depth And to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge That you may be filled with the fullness of God
0: And if anybody else has anything for Allie It's not too late for that either so, Just so you
4: know I think this is for both Allie and Phyllis Joy Abundant joy I see both of you just filled With his joy And his joy is your strength And that Says it all
0: And let the joy out Yeah
3: (laughs) When you came into my life Jim was struggling And I watched you Back him up and hold him up For months And it's not an easy task when you're losing somebody that you love so much. And I looked upon you as a perfect wife, a perfect caregiver, and obedient to what God wanted of you. Because when things start collapsing around us, others watch. They watch how we handle it. And it's important for us to in those moments that we shine that through all of it the Lord's joy is inside of you and watching you grieve we grieved with you and we loved on you and you had your own sometimes it doesn't seem like enough you know But it was always such a good feeling to me how close you were to the Lord and how close you were and in the spiritual realm. Because if we cannot arrive above the world, we can't get close to him. And you walk in the Spirit. And you are such a fine example of what he wants of all of us. And uh, I've seen you bloom and overcome and overcome and overcome. And I am so excited to see what he's going to do with you.
2: (laughs) I did owe the word joy. Um, I just see so much joy bubbling up in you, and I see God delighting in you. And your faithfulness to seek him and allow him to go deep and heal. And it's just resulted in so much
4: joy. Phyllis, my word for you is beauty. I know there is a great call in your life to intercede, and that's very rich and deep in you, and the Lord appreciates that so much because he's put that mantle on you. But what he enjoys about you even more is you. Not what you do what you give him, but just you. Um I love this verse Psalm forty five ten Hear, O daughter, and consider and incline your ear, forget your people in your father's house, and the king will desire your beauty. It's just you he's after. Since he is your Lord, bow to him.
0: So I didn't get a whole lot. Um, <clears throat> but I did get something really cool. Uh, it was like this, uh, notebook, and, and, uh, it's lined notebook paper, and, and there was this list, just, you know, row after row after row, uh, the whole page, and at the top of the page, written... <laughs> Written in really big letters was more. Mm -hmm. So don't put limits on yourself, don't put limits on God. In His kingdom, for you, there are no limits.
2: her I wasn't going to do this because I've already given her about 15 words this past week none of which I'll share because that's her, between her and Jesus Um, but he did tell me to tell you, you felt discounted many times in your life you felt less than enough you felt inadequate, you felt all those things that have been the lives of the world and I'm glad that you're learning who you are in him because you're not bound by any of the, the constraints of the world none education beauty any you know anything that the world puts at you is all a lie because he's created you a masterpiece and he will show you continue to show you who you are in that realm and in that place where he's bringing you to that he'll continue to add those things that he's had for you all this time that you've been fearful (laughs) Asking for and fearful of looking for and fearful because that's baggage.
5: Next. This isn't real specific, but I just have a sense that the trip you're planning with Mark is going to be very significant for you. And I, I agree with what Jay said more as much as you've walked into and as you've stepped into you're only this deep in an ocean there's more
0: okay anybody else (laughs) okay Uh, how many of you read the the nugget in the email that I sent out this week be honest Okay. (laughs) so most of you didn't Uh, that's okay because i'm, I'm going to share what the lord gave me uh because uh, really what i'm coming to understand uh is even though this this idea of being uh a resourcing community sounds kind of different, uh, unusual. Uh, it it actually is the Lord's intent for probably any and every community of mature believers on on the face of the earth. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> And we're all very familiar with the passage in Ephesians 4, uh, where Paul talks about the fivefold gift uh, to the church to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. And that's usually kind of where we stop in our understanding of of that passage, but. Uh let's let's actually read that Ephesians 4:11 through 16 And he gave some as apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry And notice how there, there is not a period, right there. Uh, there is a comma there, because he's about to explain the work of ministry that the fivefold gifts are to equip the saints to do. Okay, so this is the ministry that the fivefold gifts which our people are called to equip all of the saints for. For the building up of the body of Christ, comma, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, comma, to mature manhood, comma, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, comma, <laughs> so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. Period. Finally. <laughs> so... That is the work of ministry that all mature believers are are called into. To bring all of the church into the unity of the faith. To bring all of the church into a true knowledge of the Son of God. To bring all of the church to mature manhood so that the stature of fullness of Christ comes forth in all of the church so that all of the church comes into this maturity so that they're no longer tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by by every popular, current <laughs> doctrine that, that happens to be floating around. Is is that a slightly different take on that whole passage than you've had in the past? It was for me. Because the Lord just kind of shined his light on it. When I read it one day this week, I thought, "How how come I never really saw that before?" And <clears throat> and I I think uh, I think this is part of the answer uh, uh, that a church. Excuse me. A church that is only under pastor or maybe pastor-teacher leadership is, is not going to move into that. But a church that is, is at least beginning to move under an apostolic type of leadership is, is going to be able to see this calling... And, and be able to begin to move in, into it. And so, as, as I begin to say yes and move into that calling, uh, we are able to move into a, a deeper part of, of our calling uh, as, as believers... As, and as a community of believers uh, which which is so necessary because this is really how Paul viewed himself and how he viewed all of the churches that he wrote letters to as now as I'm starting to think this way uh, I'm seeing that... You know, an apostolic resourcing community or a resourcing community, that's that's just what the church is called to be. Yeah, th- this isn't some odd, unique calling that, that God has for us. It, <laughs> it's just odd and unique that we've actually gotten to the place where God can tell us this is who we are because we're not so consumed with other stuff that that we left behind back there somewhere uh so yeah this this is all beginning to make a lot more sense to me now uh and you know uh I, I've had a little bit of this thinking for a long time because, you know, it it has been part part of who I am for a long time to just give away spiritual resources to people everywhere in in the city with, without regard to whether or not they were going to come to this church. Uh, and 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 the Lord is wanting all of us to to move into that because he's he's not concerned with just this fellowship and and how we develop and mature and how we get along he he's looking at the whole city and he wants the whole church in the city to to get on board and and get moving and see his kingdom come and and so you know last week as i Uh, shared some things about us and I I forgot to print out those notes apparently Uh, (laughs) but that's okay Uh, because I I talked about you know some of the other things that God has called us prophetically over the last few years about being pioneers about being forerunners Uh, uh, I, I forget some of the other words that that have been used, but those are the, the two main ones that, that come to mind. Uh, and, and how the picture of the pioneers who took the Oregon Trail, uh, when they, they left Missouri, they left sort of civilization, and, and they headed out. They, they weren't doing it just for themselves. They, they were doing it for the generations that would come after them. Thinking that the sacrifices that they made would make the lives of their children and grandchildren better than if they had just stayed behind and been content with civilization as, as they knew it. And, and so that is part of our calling as pioneers and forerunners is is to go on with god to to leave the elementary things behind and to press on for the things of his kingdom for relationship for reality of of knowing jesus and reality of having his life come forth in a people, because that's where this is going and there's there's an example of of what I'm talking about that uh, how many of you read the Give Him 15 prayer uh, guides that uh, Dutch sheets sends out every day? Well, <coughs> he had a series uh, a week or so ago. Uh, about the slaves who used to gather late at night in secret and pray. It's a powerful story. They would quietly come into this barn and they had an old black kettle that they would put on the ground. They set it on some rocks or, or some pieces of wood, so, so there was a little bit of it that was open. and then it was sitting there like that. And, and they would lay on the ground with their mouth, so they could whisper into the kettle and not be heard. And they were praying for freedom. They were praying for the end of slavery. And and if they got caught, they would have been severely beaten. And possibly killed. Because they were doing something they weren't told to do. And in many places, not allowed to do. So why, why would they risk uh, severe beating, punishment and, and possible death to pray quietly into a kettle on the ground, totally humbling themselves, laying with their chest on the dirt? for the freedom of their children and grandchildren. Not even thinking that it was possible for them to be free. And that kettle was passed on to the later generations who were free. Along with the story of the sacrifice of parents and grandparents who paid a price that they might be free. And what we're called to do is a lot easier than that. We're we're just called to get our our flesh and our self life out of the way, <laughs> that the life of the Spirit of God would come forth more in us, and not just for the sake of ourselves, because there's, you make no mistake, there there's there's blessing. For, for us in in the doing of this, uh, <clears throat> but having the attitude that what we're doing is is not for ourselves, but for those who who we can then give it away to and impart it to, because we we can't really impart what we don't have. So another thing. That the Lord has been talking to me about uh, relates to my uh, past history of uh, running and bicycling competitively. Because there are different levels of competition. In cycling and in running. Uh, when I started bike racing, I could ride like 20 miles a day, five days a week, and be really competitive. But when I went up a level, I was no longer just a a hobby person I uh, got into the United States Cycling Federation And their races That that didn't work anymore I would get my behind kicked If that's all I did So then it was more like 25 miles 5 or 6 times a week I got to where I was winning uh, second and third places at that level. And then it was time to go up another level. Well, guess what? Uh, 25 miles six days a week didn't cut it if I was going to compete at that level. And now I now had to go like 30 miles four times a week and 50 miles one day a week in order to even have any hope of, of competing at that level. Uh, there are levels in the kingdom of heaven here on earth. And I, I want to make it clear that what I'm talking about is not about achieving something. Okay, we, al- we already talked about that. But as we progress to uh, higher levels in, in the kingdom, there... Uh, there many times is an increase in warfare. And, and there is... Just as with bicycling, there was a requirement of, of time, energy, effort to maintain that level of, of fitness that was required. As we... Move into higher levels of the spiritual realm There's more of the life of God to be maintained Within us And there There are higher levels of consecration Sometimes There, there are things that just have to fall away uh, Fall off of us But there, there also is is that that maintaining of of the life of God within us where at, at one level we we might be able to live for a week with without taking ourselves away in prayer alone every day without being in the Word and and eating the Word <laughs> uh, every day, we we might be able to get by for days with without really experiencing any significant, noticeable loss uh, or or any of the enemy coming against us. But as as we progress to higher levels that that just it isn't true anymore uh there there's there's a necessity of of maintaining maintaining that life of God within us uh so anyway I, I felt like the Lord wanted me to say a few words uh about that because uh that that is a real consideration for us and uh, like ali he he knows the situation that you're in (laughs) Uh, he knows the situation that all of us are in and and whether we have uh time That we can actually get away alone with him, or, or what that looks like uh, for for each of us uh, and for many of us there uh, <clears throat> there's you know ways that we can more effectively use our time uh, to get closer to to Jesus. And, and to know the Son of God more because uh, that, that is what's needed. Uh, and, and that, that, that is that's, that's one of the things that Paul specifically says in this passage in, in Ephesians 4. You know, the work of the ministry for the building up of the body of Christ until we attain to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God there are many people who consider themselves Christians who, who, who don't know the Son of God. And, and so we, we need to make it a point to know the Son of God. <laughs> that, that we can bring others into the knowledge of the Son of God. Because that's the only way that happens. We, we, we can't impart that if we don't have it. So, I I think I'll share just a a couple more passages uh, with you about going on with the Lord. Uh, Hebrews 6, 1 and 2. Therefore, leaving the elementary teaching about Christ... Let us press on to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. Let's, let's let those things be settled. Okay, that's, that's what he's saying. Um, of instruction about washings and laying on of hands and the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. Let's let's not argue about those things anymore. <laughs> let's let's just go on <laughs> because there there's more, and, and that's that's what the writer of Hebrews is saying. Second uh, Corinthians three seventeen and eighteen. Now the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image, which is the image of Christ, from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is Spirit. Philippians chapter 3, 12 through 16. Paul writing this not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus had made has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. So this this is about pressing on. <laughs> Hold on to what we have attained, but press on for the more. And and how do we press on uh, for the more? Galatians six eight through ten. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. Let us not grow weary in doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially those who are of the household of faith so it's about sowing and reaping Uh, Justin Rizzo has this song about every moment you're you're sowing am I sowing to the spirit or am I sowing to the flesh I'm doing one or the other all the time (laughs) that's and that's basically the song right there so are, are you sowing to the spirit or are you sowing to the flesh you're doing one or the other all the time uh, and am I that's and we understand that the seed principle we we sow and there's a harvest but there's a time in between <laughs> when it may not look like there's anything happening but there's something happening. <laughs> if, if we continue to sow. Uh, and we continue to walk in faith. Uh, the harvest is coming. So don't let it be corruption. Let it be the eternal life of the Son of God. Because those were the seeds that we were sowing. So we seek more of God. We seek. To know the Son of God, we seek the life of the Son of God to come forth in us for the sake of being spiritual pioneers and forerunners so that we can bring others along. And we do that without leaving the elementary things undone. Okay? We, we hold on to that which we've already accomplished. So we, we still honor our parents. Husbands, we still love and treasure our wives. Wives, we, we love and respect our husbands. Parents, we still love and train and discipline children. We still share the gospel. We, we still do all those elementary things because they're part of who we are. But we seek, we sow, and we seek, and we continue to press on toward the prize. So, does anybody else have anything to add <laughs> to, to that bill? Right. Yeah. And you, you bring out a really important point, uh... The unity comes from the Son of God <laughs> uh-huh yeah we will we'll never have unity by seeking unity uh, we we will have unity by seeking the Son of God <laughs> and yeah and it's impossible for a person to have unity with any other person until they have that peace and unity within themselves, yeah. Unity with the Son of God brings unity (laughs) between people. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Anything else? Uh Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, basically what that's going to be is three days. Maybe it's 50 hours. I can't remember. Is it 72? Okay. It's going to be three days of continuous worship and prayer, probably on the grounds of the Supreme Court building in a tent. Yeah. Well, no, it's it's gonna be 110. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So it's exciting. It's it's gonna be in September, so you can start praying for weather already. <laughs> I I suggested that it might be a good idea to have it indoors uh, toward the end of September, but. It's mm-hmm, right yeah it's it's modeled after the tabernacle of David, uh, the worship and prayer uh, of the tabernacle of David so i I think he really wanted to have a tent and and the Lord can make it nice weather <laughs> so if if we pray I, I think it'll, it'll work. Let's pray. And then we can go out and be spiritual resources to the city. (laughs) Father, I thank you for your goodness to us. I thank you that you have given us every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. That's... That's what's available to us Every spiritual blessing uh, That you've provided You don't withhold anything from us I pray Father you'd give us hearts to seek And perseverance to find More of you I, I pray that we would Become a people Who who just our our walking spiritual resources people who change atmospheres when we show up so Lord I ask you to bless your people here and Lord we, we just pray for the church of Cheyenne that the church of Cheyenne would arise and become a bride who makes herself ready For the glory of your son. And Lord we we bless Allie and Phyllis. And we just seal those words that were spoken over them. Today in, in the name of Jesus. We thank you for them. Lord bless every mother here today. We thank you for them. In Jesus name. Amen.